Okay, welcome back to Limited to Everything. And today it's Karina and I just going, yep. uh, not solo, but double solo here. <laughs> and uh, we are, we are gonna be talking about Uncharted yes. today. The freshly released, probably still on a theater near you. Yeah. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg starring Uncharted based on the popular video game series uncharted uncharted <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so let's just go ahead and get through the intro and then we'll i don't know go through cast and then just kind of start talking about the the dangers of of turning a video game into a movie because this is <laughs> it, historically has not gone well for yeah. most games that have been turned into movies Definitely. but uh i'm nate clark i'm karina thomas and that threw me for a second but that's true <laughs> and this podcast is limited to everything okay so right off the bat let's talk what what is your experience with movies that are based on video games any at all um well yeah laura croft which one angelina jolie i i've seen part of one of the angelina jolie ones and then i've seen the more recent one that had alicia vikander yeah, in it yeah and then um prince of persia oh boy <laughs> i forgot about that yeah um no. i i don't know there might i mean i guess there's potentially some that i don't know are based on video games that i've seen because i know that's how prince of persia ended up being where like i found out years after i saw it that it was based on a video game and i didn't know it yeah so also probably by the time that you watched like, let's say you watched Prince of Persia within a year of when it came out. You probably weren't that in the know on video games. You're still not super in the know on video games, so you could still watch yeah, something that, you yeah. know. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, less in the know than you are because I don't play very many. Like, I kind of have just, like, a broad knowledge of what's out there. And, like, you know, if somebody says the name of a game, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of know what that one is, but I don't play most of them. So, yeah, there's a chance that there's some other, and I might be there might be some obvious ones that maybe I have seen that I'm missing. So I don't know. You can say what you've seen and I've seen a handful, definitely the ones you listed. Um, actually, the Lara, the Lara Croft, um, with Alicia Vikander, might be, it's probably the best one I've ever seen, the best adaptation I've ever seen, uh, from a video game to a, a movie. Mm. Um, it's still, I actually, it very well captures the spirit of the game. I think. Um, and it still kind of has the puzzling nature that the game has. Um, but I've seen quite a few others. Uh, the problem with most video game movies is that they're, well, one of the problems is that they can be a little too fan servicey. And then other times, like, it, like, it just, it kind of feels like they're trying too hard. Um, but then most of the time the budget isn't there because yeah. like the video game world, there's a lot of money in it and there's a lot of popularity in it, but not really compared to. Hollywood. What your average person <laughs> is interested in right. right and so when you make like a doom movie in whenever they made that like 2001 or something mm -hmm. with Dwayne Johnson it's like like there's some reach there but you're not you're not reaching the audience that you're reaching with a Marvel movie right, right. and so yeah. you can't justify a budget for it either and so then you're gonna have some problems there also yeah with casting and, and everything and i wonder too if some of the issue with translating something that's a really good and popular video game into a successful film is also that you're ch you're you're totally changing mediums like you're going from 
a video game which is highly interactive and mostly depends on the person who's playing the video game to get through the story into something where you're just passively watching a story unfold and obviously the video games aren't designed with a movie in mind you know there's cut scenes and there's characters you talk to but there's they're not designed to be the same kind of continuity and story. And depending on the type of video game, sometimes there's a lot of options and it can kind of branch and you may not go through the story exactly the same way that someone else does. And so I wonder if maybe that's where some of the issue comes in as well, that like something seems good on paper as a concept for a story, but when it's been written to be told in a video game style, then when you try to write a script for it or a screenplay, that it doesn't translate quite as naturally it wasn't designed for that initially or with with a case like doom there's not a lot of and i'm saying d-o-o-m not yeah. d-u-n-e yeah. <laughs> um there's not a lot of story there i've never played the game but the story is kind of like shallow to begin with more mm-hmm. or less like there's some backstory and stuff but mostly it's just a first person shooter about killing like demons basically yeah and then they like try and turn that into a movie and Actually, it's kind of enjoyable, but actually it's really terrible <laughs> um, for basically all right. the reasons I already mentioned. Like it's the budget's not quite there and it struggles in some areas with that. The plot kind of sucks because they kind of just made up a story based around this world. Yeah. You know, because they didn't really have something to go off of too much. Um, and then it also gets too fan service at points. I like there's say. a There's a classical, <laughs> like the worst, one of the like, I don't know, I guess infamously worst scenes in a video game movie is in Doom. There's like a five minute scene where it actually goes first person like this guy gets this like uh popular gun from the game and it turns into a first person experience oh for like God. at least five minutes maybe longer that's awful it, it is just terrible nobody wants that no not in a movie in a video game you do and so yes. you're right there are you have to learn how to you know adapt things so I, w- that it's I will enjoyable. say i have seen some trailers for movies based on video games and the trailer enough is to like makes me go wow i can't believe that even got a green light to be made into what's the one that just came out a couple months ago um a couple months ago is it um no. Oh my goodness. Was it? It's the one where it's it's part of a series, and I suddenly cannot think of the name. Give me anything. But What's it's it about? Resident Evil. That's what uh, I'm thinking of. And that's had a lot of movies made. It has, and apparently all of them have been relatively sucky, like <laughs> to div- to varying degrees. Um, like I listened to somebody else kind of compare the various movies, but basically that they've suffered from the fate of most, and. Uh, or of most video game movies and that some of them have definitely been like pitifully bad um but just watching the trailer for that new one a few months ago i just remember thinking why does anybody why would anybody even want to go see this even if you love the video game this just looks dumb yeah well i had the same experience and we'll have to get off this because we could probably go all day about bad movies but (laughs) i made the mistake of watching monster hunter world i think is what it's called i don't know it's based on a video game it's a movie that came out a few years ago. Okay. Um, oh my goodness, this is terrible. First of all, Red Flag already, it stars Ron Perlman, oh. which is just not a good thing generally. Like he was fine in Hellboy and yeah, probably and nothing else. Probably that's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can tell you what he wasn't good in. That's for sure. Um, and it's just awful. Like it's, you know, it's it's predictable. The characters are boring. It's like way over dramatized. Um, it's just really stupid. So yeah. anyways, yeah, there's, there's definitely like historically, like I said, video games being turned into movies generally doesn't go well um so i know you haven't played uncharted i've played the first three 
I, um, yeah, I, my only experience with it prior to this is I knew what it was, and I had seen the little like short film that Nathan Fillion yeah. made. I yeah. don't know if it was a short film or just a yeah, trailer yeah. for no, the game. No, it was a short film. Okay. It was like a 10-minute thing. I had yeah. seen that, and and that's really my only exposure. Like, I just knew that it was an adventure, kind of something along the lines of Laura Croft, Indiana Jones, just it's treasure-seeking, puzzle-solving type game. It's essentially a Laura Croft remake. Yeah. Um, which is funny, because usually it's the other way around. Usually, they, they like whether it's a movie or a game or whatever, usually it's like, starring um, a guy first mm -hmm. and then we're like oh we gotta go make the female remake yeah. of this because it's popular and equality you know um and then someone went oh wait those laura croft games are actually yeah, really right. good we should make one with a guy yeah <laughs> yeah um so oh so this is starring tom holland as as nathan drake and um mark Wahlberg as sullivan i forgot his first name um, victor victor that's right victor sullivan i think they just call him solely in the movie Sully, yeah and in the game um so what, uh, give me your general impressions from the movie. I'm assuming anybody who's listening to this probably watched the movie. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, do we want to do any kind of a synopsis? Um, like, I, it's just a really, I really guess brief so. one. I guess so. So uh, you kind of have to forget everything. If you've played the games, you kind of have to forget everything you know, because uh, it's not really like them very much. Um, basically, it's just, it's it's Nathan Drake's beginnings, and so it's, um, he gets picked up by Mark Wahlberg kind of to uh, Mark Wahlberg's been chasing after this um, treasure tre that was lost. Magellan. Then. Yeah, Magellan. Yeah. Uh, or Magellan's crew. Men, anyways. What do yeah. they call him? The infamous 18 or something yeah, or like something that. Stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> something that definitely would not have actually been a real name. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so he's been tracking that for a while and he needs uh, Nathan Drake's help kind of basically he was working with his brother. Um, and so anyways, he picks him up. And they're kind of competing, of course, with another uh, faction that's trying to get to it, which is Antonia Banderas and then, I don't know, some other chick who I've never seen before in anything. I don't remember her name. The name of the character is Braddock. Braddock, yeah. Is all I they ever call her. Yeah. Um, she looked vaguely familiar. I think maybe I've seen her in one other thing as like a very small mm. side character. but I... Maybe she's an up and coming. I don't know. She, she has a big role. She's a main character. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they're, so they're both going after this this treasure, basically. Yeah. And that's that's kind of like... Yeah. the sum of the movie and it's it's pretty also it's your typical kind of family adventure action movie it's right. gonna be pretty predictable like there's a couple things that it's like oh okay cool didn't see that coming for the most part you kind of know how every character is going to end up at the end of the movie right. right so um so i guess my general impression of it was that as i kind of expected it didn't have a real deep plot line <laughs> you know i which I have to say, it's, some of these are kind of interesting as I was thinking about what I was going to say about this because it's like, on the one hand, it's definitely not like hard-hitting cinema by any means. Like it, the, like other video game movies, the plot line is pretty like surface level because it's really about the adventure it's and the action and the, you know, the stunts. It's not about the character development um, or, you know, anything deeper than that. And so... It was pretty. It was pretty shallow in a lot of places. Um, I, I thought that like a lot of the action sequences were fun. I, but yeah, I think that like oh, on the whole, it was just kind of like it was a fun movie for me, and I enjoyed it. But it, you know, I kind of came in with not real high expectations, just knowing that it was based on a video game, and I feel like it met the expectations I came in with. Maybe exceeded in a little bit in a couple of areas, but yeah. Um. 
My overall impression, though, as well, was probably that the it I assumed that it probably wasn't actually the plot line for many of the games as well. No, like I because it nothing. didn't feel like that to me. But I also haven't played the game, so I am curious to get your take on it. I feel like there's not a lot more I can say without. You know, unless we like really start to dive into some of the more like nitty gritty details, just because sure. I don't have experience playing the game, so I don't have anything to compare it to either. There's a couple, as far as plot goes, and no, not really. I wouldn't say there's really any similarities. Um, other than that, you have like whatever it is, this treasure, and of course, Nathan Drake and the quote unquote good guys are going after it. And then of course there's also some bad guys going after it. Right. Like it's your standard treasure hunting movie in that way as all, all of the games. Yeah. Basically they do some little things that are more than just fan service. Like there are some fan service moments, like especially in the uh, after credits scene, um, like everything like with the mustache on Soli and like the cigar. I don't know if you want, did you stay through the credits? I did. I okay. saw I was uh... so like, he has a mustache and he like, uh gets the cuban cigar yeah the cigar and the the revolver that he has are all things that are uh, like from his character in the game so those are like little fan servicey things that it's like okay fine that's cute there's a couple bigger things like well how the movie opens up with which is with him holding on to like the cargo coming out of the plane mm-hmm. that's straight out of the third game um obviously under different circumstances but that mm-hmm. kind of uh sequence is straight out of the game um and when they <laughs> When they lift the ships, we'll have to talk about this too. Okay. When the helicopter lifts the, you know, uh, whatever, like 400-year-old galleon out of the forest. More like 500 or more. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, but it basically, when, when like, that whole thing is kind of reminiscent of something that happens in the second game where they're, like, lifting this big thing, idol or whatever, out of the ground and he, like, jumps onto it and he's, like, climbing up it and, yeah. Okay. So that, that was kind of reminiscent of that for me. There's no chase scene, I don't think. <laughs> um, but so there were kind of bigger things like that where it's like, okay, I can see exactly where they pulled inspiration from it. And that's fine. I don't. To me, it was more about the, the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually did a really good job, at least with with Nathan Drake and with Sully and with Chloe also. They did a pretty good job nailing the characters. Okay. Um. As far as like personality goes, of course, this is also like supposed younger to be a, them. Like, right. Because this is supposed to be an origin story. So like they're not as developed as they are in the games. Sullivan's not so much of an asshole in the games as he is okay. in this. But I like this as kind of an origin where he's kind of like this lone wolf only looks out for himself, mm-hmm. whatever. That that kind of fits with his character in the game. But in the game, him and Nathan Drake are actually like really close, like kind of inseparable yeah, um, but you could see that developing as it as the yes, movie went on yeah. as well. And so I like that as a beginning where they really are kind of like not super friendly with each other. That's cool. Which makes sense. Like, you know, somebody who is in the business of treasure hunting and constantly competing against other people probably isn't going to be really inclined to trust, trust or exactly. be overly friendly and, and that's chummy kind of with the, other people. That's kind of the common theme throughout this whole movie, at least, is that you don't, like, you don't trust anybody. Like, yeah. everyone's backstabbing it. I kind of like that in this movie that, like, it's just, like, backstab on top of backstab on top of backstab. Like, 
like, oh, Chloe betrayed them multiple times and now like Sully just betrayed them and like, or it seems like he might or like all this stuff, you know, even Braddock betrays uh, Antonio well, and, Banderas. Yeah. You know? And then even like Nathan, he gives Chloe the wrong coordinates. Right. So that he, you know, I because mean, he knew she was going to betray yeah, him. And yeah, then she exactly. Did, so, like, <laughs> and I do like that. I like all the betrayal and backstabbing. I think that fits really well with kind of just this like, you can't trust anybody in this game. And then they really go with that. Like it's, like, you can't even trust me kind of yeah. thing, you know. There's some of that is in the game, too. So kind of spoilers for the second game. Chloe also does some of that flip-flopping in the game, which is cool. Like, uh, she gets introduced in the second game and um, just as, like, some, like, past friend of Nathan's. And then she does some of that, like, oh, you find out halfway through the game that she was working for the bad guy. And then she, they, they go, like... They come up against the bad guy again, and they kind of accidentally rescue her, and then like, oh, now she's helping us again, and then yeah, whatever. Okay. So I liked that they included that into her character again. Like that's that's fine. Yeah. So I think I think they did a really good job with the characters, though. Like, um, Sully or oh, Nathan specifically is really just kind of like cracking jokes all the time and being kind of witty and funny throughout the games. They did a pretty good job with that. Tom Holland works pretty well with that kind of personality. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any of his Spider-Man movies, but I assume he kind of is similar. I, Spider-Man's character in general is already like yeah. that, so I would assume that yeah. he's kind and, of like And that. I know that in general he's pretty popular as a Spider-Man just because a lot of people who are fans of the comics feel like he captures most of the important elements, you know, mm -hmm. pretty well. So, yeah, if, like, if the Nathan Drake, Nathan Drake character is supposed to be that kind of similar, like easygoing just kind of making jokes and you know charismatic then Very. yeah it makes sense like he's done a good job with spider-man and he's kind of played him that way and so this was just a little bit like more adult he was not supposed to be playing like i don't think he's well no he's working as a bartender so yeah he's at not at least to, 21 yeah. yeah so he's not supposed to be working as you know he's not supposed to be acting as like a 16 year old kid and so just a little bit more like mature take on it mm -hmm. but and other people any diehards for the game, obviously, if you're a diehard for a video game and it gets turned into a movie, you're going to be disappointed if you're expecting them to get everything right. Well, I mean, like, like, so for starters, like, in the games, in the beginning of the third game, you play as Nathan Drake when he's a lot younger, and he actually meets Sully when he's younger. Um, and so, like, if you're freaking out that, oh, he didn't meet him until he's 21 or 23 or whatever, just, like, stay in your chair. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Like... <laughs> It's okay that he that they changed a little bit of the origin story. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be things right. that are gonna be different. Well, you know? and I think the struggle that any video game turned into a film is gonna encounter is that video games generally take a lot longer to play through than it does to watch a movie, which means that you could potentially have more content in a video game, especially if it's a series where I don't know how many there are of the Uncharted games. But if if they're drawing inspiration, you know, if they're not just trying to make a specific one as a as a movie and so they're just drawing inspiration from multiple games it's like yeah you've got probably six or so hours at least of content that you could work with p potentially and what do you mean well because just you know a video game takes longer to play through and like even if it's not all and then i'm not just talking about like cutscenes, but even just the stuff you do as the player like 
depending on the type of game, that's yeah. still part of the story. You're playing it instead of just watching it in a cutscene or something. So I'm saying there's a lot more content in the video games anyway. Sure, right. And so it's going to be impossible to like do a one-to-one transition into a film without it being six hours long because well, there's, first of all, six hours time. is a bit of a low ball. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. Uh, it was. I, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea how how long those games are. What the playthrough time is. I I, I don't know anything about them really so that was just me throwing a number out there either way there's a lot of content like, in the games it's and like adapting a book there's more content right obviously, exactly than you can actually put in it yeah exactly so i yeah i think like it's kind of kind of ridiculous it's the same with if you're somebody who's a diehard fan of a book and you expect them to do every single scene or line of dialogue or whatever that's in the book it's like it's not going to happen unless they do like an hbo type series where they're doing and even then and, they're gonna just and, yeah and even then it's like they did that because it was like what a seven book series that they turned into it like but even still like they're going to take things out that were in the original story they're going to put things in that were in the original story Sometimes it works out fine and it's still a really good adaptation. Sometimes it works out atrociously terrible. Yeah. And you're like, why didn't they even like try to take more stuff out exactly. of the Exactly. It's like, material? I mean, you take a look at Lord of the Rings, which is in by most people's accounts, a very, you know, a very well done adaptation of a book series to a film series. And yeah, they did change some things. They changed the ending. They, you know, there are things they left out. There are a couple of things they added. But on the whole, it's very true to the original books. It's true to what Tolkien wanted and what the story he was telling. The question is, do you yeah. feel like the person in charge, do you feel like the director or the producer or whatever actually cares about the source material? Can you feel that in the production? And obviously in something like Lord of the Rings, you can. Mm -hmm. Like, and actually creating the world of Lord of the Rings and all this stuff, like, yes, obviously Peter Jackson cared. Mm -hmm. Like, he still made some pretty major changes, especially once you get to The Hobbit, but he obviously cares about the world. Right. This is similar. Um, obviously, the whoever made this movie, I don't even remember who the director is, but, you know, obviously they, they took the time to actually care, like, not just like, okay, we're just going to take this IP and then just make an adventure movie and just sell it, you know? Like, obviously, they took the time to kind of get to know the characters from the game and kind of translate that back retroactively into what they would be like as younger people. And that is, I like that. Like, I think they did a pretty good job with that. Um, I I am disappointed in a couple of a couple of things for sure. Okay, so this is kind of a funny thing. So I've played both the Lara Croft game that the, the new movie was based on, and I've played, obviously, the Uncharted games. I've seen mm -hmm. both the movies, too. The Uncharted games are much more puzzly than the Tomb Raider games okay. are, or the Tomb Raider game is the one I've played. Um, and then when you watch the movies, it's actually kind of the reverse. The Tomb Raider movie is very, like, it has these little puzzly kind of national treasure-esque things to solve in it. Right. And this movie doesn't, really, at all. Like, there's some little things, but it's like they, oh, stumbled into the answer right away. Yeah. In the games, there are, like, these huge, like, what I was really kind of hoping for was that there are these, like, huge like levels where like a like a video game level where you come into this like a massive cave or temple or something and you have to figure out how to get out how to get to the next thing and this is intricate like you have to do this you have to jump there you have to climb up here and do that and that and that and then like it makes this happen it makes that yeah. happen it's like this whole puzzle that you have to and solve we really only got one scene like that there wasn't much and yeah and even then it was not a like, super long scene it was you know when they split up and they take you know solely goes topside they go 
underneath the city you get a little that's bit the closest of that, of like, ever you, gets. oh you got to put the keys in oh now we got to combine the keys to unlock this other which door. is kind but, of like yeah. it's a cool idea but it's like it's so shallow like, but yeah it's it's small and it's really only one part of the movie the rest yeah. of it is just a lot of like chase scenes yeah yeah it really is um and so to me that was that was actually probably the single most disappointing thing was that like it's so cool to and i it's harder to translate that because it's easier to have that in a game where you're there you're solving things you're thinking right, through it and it's figuring interactive. It out. yeah so obviously that's harder to do but things like national treasure again for example does a really good job of that mm-hmm. of like you kind of have these puzzles and stuff to figure out using history too i like that they have the the journal because that's that's a thing that you have in the game too you can go back to your journal and it has hints in there and so that's I like that, but for the most part, I feel like they really missed that part of the game, which is kind of disappointing. And it ended up just kind of feeling like an action adventure movie. Like I felt like the characters were based on the characters from the game, and I feel like they didn't really pull much else from the game other yeah, than that. And I'm gonna 100% put all of the blame for that on Marvel because I think that whether or not now, and this isn't to excuse the director and the writers from or. I don't know if that makes it sound like they did something bad, but like, I don't know if that that's an, if that's a good enough excuse, um, for the people that were doing the, the screenplay to, to say, oh, we don't, we don't really want to write a lot of puzzles into it. We don't want it to be like too much time spent in one location where they're just thinking about things and figuring stuff out and having to put their brains together and like use all of this kind of arcane knowledge that they have we just want to really have like you know action scene after action scene and i'm gonna totally blame marvel marvel for that because for the last decade that's the only kind of real action movie that's come out and marvel has just kept feeding that machine and now that's what people expect in a movie and i think that it's done a big disservice to the potential for movies like this where this would honestly be better as a little bit slower movie where you do spend more time like National Treasure does where it's like, well, there's still some intent, you know, you could still have the intensity of like, oh, we're trying to race another team for it. But like to actually show people having to solve the puzzles and figure it out and and give the audience kind of the the fun of seeing the light bulb come on for somebody when they put together or trying to figure it out before the characters do yeah like the kind of the fun of you know taking the information you've gotten from the film so far and seeing if you can figure it out and instead most of it is just like you said either they stumble into the answer already or they just keep those scenes very brief and they spend more time doing the fighting sequences and running around and chasing people and i think marvel has to be blamed for a lot of that because they've kind of set this precedent that this is what an action movie is this is the only way to tell a story that isn't a drama and i don't like that because i that's one of my main criticisms of the marvel franchise is that the further into it you get the more it's just like one prolonged action sequence after another and there's no story being told you're just watching people do stunts and that's really boring and i i as an adult do not want to watch people just do stunts and fight each other for three hours because i want to be told a story and i like movies where i have to engage my own brain a little bit and be like oh yeah can i figure this out can i you know Am I able to put some pieces together on my own? And some of it is still on these writers for choosing not to put that in there and not feeling like that was something that they wanted to include because they still think they could have. But I I do think that it's a sad reflection of what Hollywood has done over the last decade or so. Well, the problem is that it's it has to be about the money, right? And it puts you in this difficult 
situation kind of between a rock and a hard place where earlier I was complaining about the problem with a lot of video game movies is that they don't have the budget, right? So mm-hmm. game like the, like the Resident Evil movies, like because of the nature of that video game, you are not going to get a good budget for this movie because it's going to be gory and kind of a horror movie. And so you're not marketing that to a very large audience. Mm-hmm. And so you have to pull away some of the budget for that. Um, and the same thing with like Doom or Doom. Um, again, it's like it's an R-rated, like kind of a, a, I guess, kind of creepy movie. It's kind of old now at this point, so I wouldn't say it's creepy necessarily, but it's gory and it's whatever. Dark. It's dark, yeah. Um, but again, the budget wasn't really there for it for that reason. Like you're kind of just depending on the video game audience that likes the game, and then anyone anyone else that likes dark, gory r-rated movies you know mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of like of audience members that you're not reaching that aren't going to come see your movie for that reason this they definitely have the potential to like oh this is kind of lighthearted. it's fun it's an adventure movie it's about finding treasure so we can easily slap a pg-13 on this and get like lots of families to come see this and make a ton of money um and so it starts to become more about like okay how do we please the people we're trying to please and less about like kind of trying to stay true to the video game. And I feel like they still could have done both. But like yeah. you said, like the precedent that Marvel's kind of set, they're getting caught into that more, just like making sure that it's going to please enough people that they make enough money. You right. Know? And there's, kind of, yeah, there's this mold for an action movie now, even if it's an unwritten thing, because for the last 10 years, this is all anybody has really seen in a high budget action film is or adventure film has been this like nonstop everybody's always in a fight or doing something there's not a lot of sitting around and just talking through things there's not a lot of exposition in the film which isn't always a bad thing in an adventure movie you don't want there to be too much exposition but like definitely when you're adapting something that has a lot of puzzles in it and a lot requires more cerebral interaction you you can't just have it be fight scene after fight scene after chase scene or after else, chase scene. Or else you're only adapting characters and not the world and the story, which exactly. is what I feel like happened in this yeah. case. Um, so let's let's talk about some of this the stuff that's actually specifically in the movie. Um, we should probably just address kind of the elephant in the room, which is the really, some would say, stupid chase scene at the end of the movie where a couple of, I guess, military-grade helicopters pick up a couple of I don't know, five, six hundred year old um, ships, Spanish galleons, and then chase each other uh, while they're carrying them, while they're carrying them. Yeah. Honestly, I have mixed feelings about that because at first I was like. It's so extreme that it's kind of funny, right? Also, and I kind of, and I hate, I kind of hate to say this because whatever. I kind of liked it too, though, because it gave me some real like Pirates of the Caribbean vibes when they were doing. <laughs> okay, they were actually going for that like hard, like with people like grappling each yeah! other's ships and, and swinging I, over. And I kind of liked it. I was like, that's kind of a fresh take on a sea battle. Like you have these two ships that are fighting each other. There's cannons being fired. There's you know, there's grappling. People are swinging around on ropes. It totally has like it's just the, in the air. feel. <laughs> yeah, it has the total feel of a pirate battle. But it's in the air and it's with modern people. But I kind of liked that. I mean, like, yeah, the later Pirates of the Although Caribbean movie. Although at some movie, point, everyone had a sword for some reason. I don't know how that again, happened. Again, like, it's fun. It's dumb. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't make sense in real life. They'd probably just be shooting each other if they all had guns. But it's kind of fun. And it works with the kind of swashbuckling nature of the film. And I kind of actually liked it because it was 
I I don't know. I like I like the pirate. At least I liked the first couple parts of the Caribbean movies, and I really like you know just the fun adventure. For how incredibly stupid it actually is in concept, it was still enjoyable to watch. Partially because it is kind of unique, and like you were saying, like you don't really see that kind of a action scene really. Yeah. Um, and so I do like that is enjoyable, and even the games occasionally have some pretty inane stunts that happen you know and so it like it almost kind of works within the the theme of the game too um it's just once you step back a little bit you can't step back you can't suspend disbelief for this because it's so just incredibly unrealistic that like that these ships would a be able to put up with this like at all b like what kind of how how did they get the nets like underneath the ships to pick them up and then like how strong are those nets really how powerful are those helicopters really like i don't know these are obviously military grade helicopters right and i oh my goodness and i had less of a a problem with the fact that a helicopter could pick that up because i know there are some pretty freakish machines out there that are designed for like just crazy stuff like that i mean obviously not exactly like that but i know that there there's equipment out there that exists like for the military and such that just does things that don't even seem possible when you're talking, you know, when you think about machines that we see in everyday life. But yeah, like I know that when that scene started, I was kind of like, when did the ship fall apart? Like I kind of caught myself thinking about it. Just, you know, it took me out of the movie for a second where I was kind of like, what kind of climate is this in that like the wood has held up this well? Cause I'm like, isn't this supposed to be in the Philippines and don't they have a really humid climate? Like wouldn't there be a lot of yeah. moisture in this? Wood? A lot of so yeah, I know. I'm thinking about it that way. And I'm like, oh, I feel like it'd have to be in a pretty arid climate if you wanted this wood to hold together, but not too arid because then it would get brittle and it would fall apart. So like my part of me is like going off on like kind of the sciencey side of it of like, how, what conditions would you need for a ship to sit here for 500 plus years and still be able to be picked up intact? And then, but then once the actual like chase scene started, I kind of forgot about that stuff. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is fun and I'm enjoying it. And I only had one other moment like that during that sequence when it was when the one smashed into the <laughs> rocks yeah. and it did just totally fall apart. Like just part of the hand railing broke. Yeah. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't build them like they used to. <laughs> and so that was the only other part where I was kind of like, oh. I feel like it should take in a little more damage than that. Like, I get that you're not ready for this scene to be over. <laughs> yeah. But it was still fun. Like, it was dorky. It was fun. It was, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, it. It fits the vein of storytelling, though. Like, anything, you look at any Indiana Jones, Laura Croft, National Treasure, even, like, they all have these kind of ridiculous where it's like, oh, these things have, are hundreds, if not thousands of years old, and they're all in perfect working order, and somehow, like people yeah, like, are doing crazy stunts that aren't people who should know how to do stunts or that have a career i mean doing... in any of these games where you have these yeah. like you have always have these booby traps right like this movie has some of those and obviously indiana jones is just rife with those right. lara croft has them national treasure has lots of them all these like booby traps for adventurers like come on like most of this stuff is at least a few hundred if not like a thousand years old or more it's like really those booby traps still work like are you kidding me yeah you, you know? expect me to believe that these these little knives put in the wall by people back in you know the the 15 or 1400s that you know that they they suddenly they can still just fly out of At there 60 like 60 miles an hour yeah, yeah 60 plus miles an hour like you know i would expect them to get lodged jammed nothing comes out or maybe one kind of like rattles a that's what i want in one expect. of these movies at some point like oh yeah well there probably was supposed to be a, like it's like they like do something that triggers like 
like oh yeah these like blow darts are supposed to come out and it's just like oh like Pops one like air. limply <laughs> falls out of the hole and it's like well yeah that pretty much makes or sense or it just kind of comes out like it like comes out kind of but then just falls or something and doesn't you know not yeah. of like 50 of them shooting across right. a corridor like wow everything still works perfectly somehow nothing rots or like yeah. yeah and i feel like what you know no matter what the movie is they there's an expectation when you go into a film like this that there are going to be just ridiculous stunts and silly things that it's like logically, historically, you know, scientifically, none of it makes any sense. Like you just, you just know that that's going to be part of the, that's just part of the genre. That's something you can suspend disbelief yeah. going into a movie like this. Totally. You don't go into a movie like this expecting to enjoy it. And not expecting that stuff to be in there, right? Right. It just comes with the territory if you're making a movie like this. And it goes, and it's the same for like whatever the characters' abilities are. Like you go into one of these films, you don't expect these people who are supposed to be normal people without like any kind of specialized training for the most part to suddenly be able to step into these like civ like these situations where they can suddenly expertly handle firearms and they also have insane like athletic ability where they're jumping off of moving things and timing things perfectly well you know adrenaline right i mean what are you gonna do sure but yeah <laughs> do we expect them all to look like they've done it a thousand times probably not yeah. so it's and like that was something else i'm glad you brought that up because that's another problem i have like nathan drake is pretty capable in the games but he's also been like a part of this like world already for a while once you get to the games here we're seeing his actual origins and it's like there's not a single person in this movie that could not take him one-on-one -on -one. like everybody in this movie is like a trained warrior basically right and it's like he doesn't stand a chance against any of them but it's like oh it's your lucky hero who like can can't do wrong you know and like right. you just it's like all like his only skill and at first i was okay with it because initially like he was just supposed to be this intelligent guy who was a good pickpocket and it was like yeah so kind of that scene of the auction house made enough sense initially where it was like okay yeah his job is sure. is just to kind of be there as an extra set of hands and help steal something and i'm like yeah that's believable i i I could see that working. But then, yeah, once it gets into the physical combat stuff where it's like suddenly he's an acrobat and has 18 years of military training somehow and, you know, things like that where it's like, oh, I thought this guy was like working as a bartender and like doing, doing like petty thievery. Do, yeah, literally. doing like small crime yeah. and, and, and only like sleight of hand type, you know, taking somebody's bracelet off or things like that. Like that's what I... This guy is like, part oh. of the A team, right? He's like he's like your specific like yeah, he's that guy in the A team. He plays, he does that role, he stays in his bubble. Right. He does the like the sneaky thieving whatever like disguise whatever. He does that stuff. And then you've got the other people that have their roles. And this is he's just a jack of all trades and he kind of is in the games too. Like he does have a thieving background. Um he is good with a gun. Uh or at least he is when I play the game. <laughs> um and he he is pretty good at like fighting like hand-to-hand -hand combat he's pretty capable he's pretty like smart and creative and can think on his feet and mm -hmm. um, he's also really like when it comes to solving puzzles like he has a he has a capable mind like he's smart and he can drive lots of different machinery and like like he's a very well-rounded capable person but i don't want that in him in the very first or in the origin story movie it's like what well, he just has all these skills already right. and it would make so much more sense for him to be somebody who you know they did it a little bit at the beginning of the movie and then it just went away about a third of the way through 
where they made him lose that kind of sense of like, oh, whoa, like I, I feel like I'm in over my head and I wasn't signing up for this and I didn't think there was going to, you know, he had a little bit of that initially and then they just kind of made it go away and he's just like, oh, all right, I guess we're just doing combat now and, you know, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll carry a gun around and I'll, I feel like it really should have been more like, yes, I believe that Sully and that Chloe and Braddock are experienced and they've been doing this for a while and they are forces to be reckoned with because this has been their life. But I expected him to be more of just like kind of along for the ride because he has, you know, he wants to see his brother because he wants to resolve this thing from his past not because he's actually any kind of an asset to any of them <laughs> other than maybe what he might know but definitely not as like a formidable physical presence no you know? certainly not yeah <laughs> and so yeah that but part hey there was, just... was a training montage where he does like pull-ups on his bunk bed so you know he did some some rope climbing in there, and so it's like, all right. Which which is actually funny, though, because Tom Holland actually is an incredibly strong fit, does all his own stunts guy. And so it is kind of funny because it's actually believable from the Tom Holland side of things because his background is as a gymnast. And so, like, I remember reading something about, like, when he did his audition for the first, when he was auditioning to play Spider-Man, they were like, okay, they were explaining what the scene is. They're like, so what'll happen is Spider-Man will flip into the scene and then you do this and then so we want you to come in here and do this. And he's like, oh, okay. So he went and did all the flips and everything into the scene and then did it because he thought that's what they wanted him to do. And they were like, oh, we didn't actually know you could do that. Like, that was going to be CGI. And so... Or, you know, or a stuntman or something. And so, like... That's a nice little ace in the hole. Yeah. Like... Eh, yeah, I can't shoot webs out of my hands, but I can do everything else that but I. But I can do actually do a backflip, yeah. you know, <laughs> like things. So it, the, that it's part did I do think is kind of funny because it's like, you know, Tom Holland actually could do some of that stuff. Obviously, not all of it because some of it is pretty far fetched. But like, he definitely has the actual like physique and training to do a lot of those things. But the character doesn't. But you know, which almost in a way kind of makes it worse because he looks very natural doing a lot of it because he has done so much stunt work. <laughs> and so it looks effortless because it yeah. is. And it makes him look like he has years of experience, which he does from being in all the Marvel films, but the character doesn't. And so it's like, he's not supposed to look yeah. this graceful out there. <laughs> okay. Well, there's other characters to talk about in this movie, but I don't really think they merit being talked about. Um, like Braddock and Antonio Banderas's characters, for example, are very one dimensional and boring. Um, so I don't think there's any really any use yeah. of talking about them. Like I said, I do like the moment where she just cuts his throat and kills him. Right. Like that, that came out of actually, nowhere. I appreciate that. That was a nice touch because, yeah, leading up to that, she doesn't really give you any indication that she's, or the movie doesn't give you any indication that she's planning to do any kind of like backstabbing mm -hmm. or anything like that, really. Right. Like no mutiny in mind. So I also appreciated the, I guess, Irish thug that she had I with him or Scottish. Scottish. I don't I know. That was kind of, he was kind of funny where it's like, Tom Holland's like, I literally I don't literally know what you're do saying. Know what you know, you're like saying. that was that was kind of <laughs> kind of a funny gag. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think there's really any other characters that are worth mentioning. Well, any other characters on screen, they're either just thugs yeah. chasing them, and they have a total of four lines, or they are, you know, like you said, one dimensional, and that there's, there's yeah. But there, I'm just saying, there's about. like there's yeah. no fun cameos or anything like that. Like, is Braddock a character in the video games? No. I do not remember the name of An Antonio Banderas's character. Yeah. Is he it's an actual villain? It's whatever that Spanish house is, it like Mondel Mondela or something. I don't know. Mondola sounds similar. Yeah. Uh, 
Moncada. Moncada. Okay. So no, that's all like the Magellan and all that stuff. It's all yeah, it's all created for the movie. Well, the Magellan part I knew was, but, but the House I was of Moncada is also oh, okay. just not. Okay, so maybe it, totally. the Moncadas are a real family too. I don't even know. I'm just okay. saying that for like the Uncharted world, that's it's all new to that. Okay, I wasn't sure if they pulled in any villains or if they only kept the no the primary characters the no, same. No, which is which is fine because like I don't want them bringing in other bad guys from the games but then having the plot be totally different it's right. like okay but it's, that character's motivations for why he was like doing this or that right. is like no totally it, it's probably the right choice if you're gonna write a different story to yeah. write a, a yeah i'm fine with a, a one-off villain for that instead yeah. of being like hey here's this person you know and love or know and hate from the first one and now he's back and he's got yeah. a totally different plot line <laughs> aren't you glad <laughs> yeah no i'm glad they didn't do that at least also there's the none of the villains are really memorable anyways so it's not be like oh yeah they brought like schaefer back in or whatever it's like nah it's, they're all forgettable anyways well, i would imagine that like all of those other movies that are like that or video games that are like that the villain is really just there to give the hero a reason to go yeah. on the treasure hunt or like somebody that's putting him like a race against the clock or something yes. like yeah. they're not actually there like a like a villain in a drama or even in a superhero movie where like they're an actual like i have something against you personally and we're gonna duke it out uh, yeah no so is there anything else you want to mention specifically that you uh, either really liked or really didn't like I will say I one of the things I really liked about it just as a whole was that it it did a good job like not taking itself too seriously I think which you can't if you're gonna make a movie like that and but, it fits in line with the games the games well are very that's similar. okay so that's good to hear but yeah I liked that it didn't feel like it wanted people to walk away from it being like wow that was such an impactful movie it's like no it's this is for fun and that's it which kind of along with that i like that it didn't have any kind of like i like that there was no like commentary on anything it was there was no like oh there's kind of underlying themes in this movie that we want you to be thinking about like certain social or political or economic issues or whatever like it was just like here's a fun action movie and it's silly and we know it's silly enjoy and i think that it was the right move for them to do it that way because like again looking at you marvel isn't always very good about doing that it's like you know pick a kind of where it's like you know pick a lane like you can't it doesn't work to make a to make a really high stakes action movie adventure movie and then also try to put in like serious character development and also make social commentary while you're at it like you just can't put all those things together generally and make a good film it doesn't work well anyways i mean you think about other classic treasure hunting movies like none of that's ever in there Exactly. And, and you know, so it fits with the genre that you wouldn't put that in there. But also it's just like, how would you, you know, there isn't a way to do that well. And like you see whether it's Marvel or even like the newer Star Wars movies, it's like when you try to do that with your film, it just falls apart and people lose interest. And so I really appreciated that I could just sit there and enjoy the whole movie and I didn't feel like they lost me at any point or that I was like, oh, I'm going to tune out for the next 20 minutes while they, you know, talk about this thing that doesn't fit with the film, but they decided to throw it in because they want to check things off of, you know, a list or they want to be, you know, appealing to these little niche audiences that aren't probably there to see the movie anyway. And so... Or if they are not for that reason. Exactly, yeah. And so I, I liked that about it where th even even for all of its silliness and 
and just kind of the ridiculousness of it. I like that at least it felt consistent the whole time. And then I, you know, I went in with expectations and it didn't veer away from those expectations, which is not something that can, you know, unfortunately you can't say that about every action movie in the last 10 years or so. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What about you? Anything? No, I mean, it's on the whole, it's just kind of, it's very unmemorable. Like, I don't, I don't have any plans on ever watching it again. And honestly, like, a year from now, I probably won't remember anything about it at all except, like, the weird helicopter yeah. chase That thing. will stick with you forever because it'll probably be the only movie that ever does it. Probably. But, like, genuinely, everything else from this movie I will have forgotten within a year. Because yeah. it's just, it's a, again, it's just a whelming experience. It's like, well, that's kind of what I, I expected, I guess. Um... Well, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I guess I enjoyed it, but not ever going to watch it again. I feel like for me, this movie is going to fall into the same category as like the first Transformers movie, where probably not a movie I'm going to actively like go back to and be like, I want to watch this film or I want to show somebody this movie, but kind of like it's a movie that if I'm doing something else, like if I'm going to be making cookies or whatever, like it's kind of fun to have on in the background sure. as like something to listen to and like watch when I'm not working on something that requires my full attention. Cause I do that with movies like the first transformers where it's like, it's just something to have on in the background. It's kind of fun. Like I, but I don't need to like sit down and watch it and it's not, it's not holding my attention that closely, mm -hmm. but it's also not a movie that I hated where I'd be like, Oh, that's awful. I would tell everybody to stay away from it. Like, you know, yeah. I would tell, you know, if somebody asked, I'd be like, yeah, go see it. It's fun. It's just a one time watch kind of thing. Like, I definitely am not going to go back and see it a second time. I'm never going to buy it. <laughs> so let's talk ratings and where have you thought about it at all? Where are you at? I think I would give it. I think I would give it like a 6.5. I, I think not because there's anything really. I mean, I'm again, I, I know my perspective is a little different from yours because sure. I don't have any actual experience with the video game. So I came into it with different expectations than you so i think i give it a 6.5 just because it was fun and i enjoyed it but it's not a super memorable movie and it didn't impress me in any way and and so yeah like rewatchable or rewatchability is kind of low but like i said you know a fun movie that i would have on in the background or you know probably a movie i'll show my kids someday like i feel like it's the kind of movie though that 100 percent has the the potential to be like a national treasure type movie for like when i have kids where like we grew up watching national treasure all the time it's a better movie than this one but it's not an amazing film but for us it was fun and like we could watch you know there was nothing in it that our parents were like oh you can't watch that movie or anything and so we just watched it a ton because it was a fun adventure movie that made us want to go have our own adventures so i feel like it's that kind of movie where like it'd be something where i'm like yeah kids watch this movie and that they might fall in love with it just for the fun silliness of it that an adult watching it kind of goes eh, it's a little sure. far-fetched <laughs> sure and honestly i feel like that's kind of where they're like that's where their primary audience was with like with the family with kids that are high school age and below mm -hmm. like that's kind of who they were really hoping to draw into a movie like this and so that's, think, that makes sense and I, I mean i know we're kind of off topic of rating now but i think they did a good job if that was actually their target audience because i think they did it the right way of like just stick to the basics this is just a you know good team racing the bad team to get the treasure 
There's no superfluous stuff. And they kept it pretty clean for it being, I, you know, like yeah. it's, you know, I don't think most families would have a problem with like they're even like they're probably six or seven year old watching that movie. Like it wasn't super gory. There's no, you know, sex scenes. There's not a bunch of like really terrible language. It's just fun running yeah. around. And so I think they probably, you know, if they if they were shooting for that like eight to 16 year old range, I think that's probably like they did a good job the funny thing is that they felt the need to even i wonder why they feel the need to go even pg-13 with it like i'm pretty sure like national treasure is pg not 100 percent sure but i think it is it probably is and it's like and it's obviously almost... still the superior movie in like almost every way you know so i wonder like why maybe this is just kind of a general question to movies in general but it's like why do you feel the need to I feel like PG-13 is this weird middle ground, especially when it comes to language. It's like, why do you feel like you need a, some language in a movie? It's like, either go hard or don't put any in at all. Like, I don't really see why there's a middle ground on that. On violence, sure. Like, if right. you want some people to die, like some people to get killed on screen, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to do much of that in a PG movie. So I can see it for yeah. that. I do wonder if they do that to try and draw in like more of the high school college audience because if it was a PG movie, some of those people might be like, oh, that's a kid's movie. I'm not going because Disney movies are PG yeah. too. So by making it PG-13, it's like a, f you know, a parent could still be like, oh, that's probably family friendly. But a, a college kid or even like a you know 17 or 18 year old might be like, eh, it's PG-13. It's probably, I'll go <laughs> right. see it. Like there's yeah. probably <laughs> enough stuff in it's there. It's probably bad keep enough me, that I'll like Yeah, it. it's like there's probably enough in there that'll keep me entertained. Because I mean, they didn't even, I don't, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. I think was it PG-13. You can say, what is it? You, you could say at least, I think it's up to two F words now. Like, I don't, this is so arbitrary, but I like, know, they didn't but, even put any I mean, of those I know, that's in, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they didn't even put one in. And so it's like usually that's why people go for the PG-13 rating so they can have at least one in there because it's like, you know, oh, it's a little edgier that way. But yeah. it's like they didn't even do that. It's like I think they said shit a couple of times and then a couple other little things. Yeah. And that was basically it. Like there wasn't and still even... like for personally, like my six or seven year old is not watching that. But I understand that most other families and parents probably have uh, to say that they have lower standards sounds bad, but like. Just, just different, different standards. standards, yeah. Right. Okay, so all that to say, I would give it a 6.5. Six and a half is, is good, actually. I think I would come it in a six. For the same thing, like, if you look at it for what it's trying to be, they achieved that, like you said already. We kind of talked about that ad nauseum already, but, like, for the type of movie that it is and that it's trying to be, it did a fine job with that. I think they really wasted the IP of Uncharted throwing it in here. It's like they tried to get, tried to reach just kind of like an even deeper crowd a little bit by throwing in this the the uncharted ip and to me i would rather like i liked what that they kept the characters kind of true to themselves in the games but they didn't really pull anything else from the actual games except some fan service you know mm. and so i feel like it's kind of it was kind of a wasted opportunity to make an interesting film about a series that a lot of people really love and like, yeah, maybe you have to like, maybe you won't get as, as good of a budget for it, but it's going to be more, it's going to be more enjoyable for the people that actually care about that IP. Instead, I feel like they just kind of wasted it. And there's it being based on that world did not bring anything to this movie at all. Like you said, yeah. it's just a standard like treasure hunting movie and there's nothing else unique about it at all. Yeah. There's really not. There and were... the, there's, there should have been based on the games and there really wasn't. So 
for that reason, it's a six because it is, it's a disappointing, forgettable movie, but it's not bad. It's right. just right in the middle of the road and it's not like it's, yeah. I'm going to, like I said, I'm like a year from now, I won't remember anything from this movie except that one little thing. And I feel like it is kind of weird because I know some of the other movies that we've given like sixes to, we've had a lot more complaints about them. And it is kind of a weird one because it really is just because this movie, like it didn't do anything bad, but it also just didn't do anything special. And so it has to kind of hit that like. Yeah. Some of the just... other movies that were in that are, that are in that six ish area, it's like. Wow, some of this stuff was really bad, but hey, some of this stuff was super cool and interesting, yeah. and so it kind of bounces out. This one just like flies right down the middle of the yeah. road, and it's like we're not going to do anything unprecedented. We're not going to do anything interesting. We're just a. But mess. we're also not going to, you know, we're also not going to like really do yeah. anything that makes you go, "What are you?" Yeah. You know, like so. You know, you're not going to walk away from it being like, "What the hell did I just watch? Right. Like this was awful." Like if you want that, go watch Monster Hunter World because <laughs> that's like right at a two and a half probably. And I think so. it's sad, kind of sad because I think they could have done a better job, based on what you said incorporating important and unique aspects of the games and they still could have done a really good job making it a family movie that was appealing to a lot of people because generally speaking people will go watch adventure type indiana jones things because they're kind of safe territory where you generally know what you're getting into and it is just kind of this like ah it's a fun way to kill some time we'll just go see an you know an action adventure movie and so i think they probably could have done a lot more with that and still have appealed to the same number of people basically in the same demographics, but also have made the people who are big fans of the games a little bit happier as well. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you don't agree with that because you've played them and I haven't, but it just kind of seems like they could have if they'd really wanted to. I, I am just, I think ready to be done talking about this movie and never talk about it again. Yeah. So <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Like, I think the best word for it is just whelming, even though it's not a real word. Yeah, it's just a whatever movie. Um, maybe it made enough that we'll see a, a, an Uncharted 2. They did kind of try to... Yeah, they're like, oh, his brother's not dead. Nobody cares. Uh, kind of stopped caring about that after his brother disappeared at the beginning yeah. of the movie. <laughs> so Is that a part of the video nah, game plot? No, not okay. at all. I will say I was. I thought it was really funny that he took the cat on the adventure with him at the end. Is the that cat? accurate? No, oh, that, okay. I was actually. I kind of dug that. That was kind of funny. Where he's like, "And I need a cat." It reminded me of the um, Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's like, "And I need that guy's <laughs> leg." And then he's like, like Chris shows up. Funny. He's like, "I got the leg." He's like, "Oh, I don't actually need that." Like, did he look funny like hobbling around yeah. like that? I thought like that's a really funny part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing in this movie. It's like, "And I need a cat." And it's like, like nah, it's just cat? for you. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you seem like a really lonely guy. No yeah. friends. Like, you just need a cat. So I thought that was funny. And, and it's very in character, too, I feel like. so. Yeah. And I thought it was funny that, like, the cat was just, like, there hanging out yeah. in the middle of a gunfight. Yeah. And it was like, well, all right. I told Bradley, I was like, that would be Lucario if he could. He'd be venturing around the world and doing crime. There because he he's already attempting to do crime over there. So. <laughs> okay. Well, that is Uncharted starring Tom Holland and mark Wahlberg. um we didn't talk about mark Wahlberg's performance a lot i guess but i think he he did it he was a fine pick he's mark Wahlberg. And like i said I, I feel like they captured the spirit of both of the those main characters anyways and yeah mark Wahlberg's just kind of a lovable actor and and i'm gonna go 
kill that cat in a second. So thank you for uh, listening to yeah. Limited to Everything. <laughs> if you want to contact us about anything, you can email us at limited to everything at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Come here. <gasps>